Welcome to the I Work For Him Power Pod. I'm Michael Miracle, producer for I Work For Him, the voice of the faith and work movement. We are on mission to transform the workplace of every Christian into a mission field. Each quick listening power pod is designed with you in mind and jam-packed with kingdom resources to help you connect your faith and work. How will this impact your workplace? Let's find out right now. Now, here's something I really want to make sure. If you're if you become a listener of our work for any amount of time, you know we're constantly looking for resources and practical tips for all of us to put into practice each and every day of the year. Today's no different, but it is different in that we're college bound with a fresh crop of students that are graduates that we're going to hear from today that went to one specific university in the desert in Arizona. What are your Christian offspring being taught at school in the college where you've sent them off to? This is a major concern for all of us because the universities across this country are not Christ-centered. Although most of the major ones were centered on Christ when they were founded, they've strayed deeply and far away from that. We need to be intentional with where we send our kids. And today, we're going to encourage you to check out Arizona Christian University. We've got President Len Munsell joining us today from Phoenix, Arizona. Actually, Tempe, Arizona. Len Munsell, welcome back to I Work For Him. Len, when we talked earlier this year, you guys had some incredible things going on at Arizona Christian University. Why don't you talk about how Arizona Christian University is different than other Christian universities? Well, first, first of all, thank you for having having me on to to talk about ACU and just to you know to start off. We're I'm, I'm sitting here in my office looking at at a miracle that God has done, um, and. and you know, to to answer your question, ACU is different because I think of the intentionality with which we pursue preparing Christian students to go into the world as influencers, to be salt and light. Uh, and over the last few years, as as we have become more and more clear in our conservative theological and cultural perspective, and also our desire to, as iron sharpens iron, prepare Christians in an entirely Christian community to go into the seven mountains of influence of our culture, God has just poured out blessing. And so, you know, the last few years we had, we, we had uh, you know, we've been ranked by U.S. News and World Report as the best college. Um, we have full accreditation, regional accreditation. Uh, the highest level of, of academic credentialing that you can have. Uh, the last two years, we've been chosen the best university in Arizona, ahead of Arizona State University and the University of Arizona, two, two major public universities. Uh, and so God was pouring out blessing, and we were growing, but we had hit capacity at our campus in Phoenix. It was about a 20-acre campus. And Despite you know what we were doing academically and spiritually, we were really limited in in our ability to grow. And somehow, God worked a miracle where we traded our campus of twenty acres for a sixty-eight acre campus that had been shut down by the Thunderbird School of Global Management. They wanted to move downtown, and they had this beautiful sixty-eight acre campus with uh, dozens of academic buildings. Uh, and and we were able to trade for it. And so we moved our entire university nine miles away from North Phoenix to sort of the, the northwest part of the, the Valley of the Sun, for those of your listeners that are familiar with it, uh, in Glendale, which, of course, is where they've held the Super Bowl. It's where the Arizona Cardinals play. 
So it's a, a fairly well-known community, but we are just in awe of what God has done uh, in taking us to a place with so much more room. Uh, and as a result, after you know we were growing enrollment, but it was pretty gradual, and we grew 20% this fall. Um, which is wow. unheard of for a, a, a college of our size, which is a you know fewer than a thousand students. So, well, um, uh, so we're excited. Len Munsell, president of Arizona Christian University. It's got to be exciting for you to hear these students talk about how they were prepared for their master's degrees, for their furthering their their graduate programs. They were prepared to live out their faith boldly because of their experience at Arizona Christian University. That level of intentionality, Len Munsell, that's something that the Lord laid on your heart. How do you do it? Well, I, I agree with you. It, it, when people ask me about the job of being president of a small college, uh, and they ask what the best thing is, and the best thing is the students, always has been. Uh, and so to hear, it's incredibly gratifying for me to hear, you know, we talked about being influential, and it's obvious that Emily's presence at that medical school is already having kingdom influence. It's right. already influencing her peers that are going into the same field um, by virtue of the leadership that she's taken um, with, with a Christian organization and by organizing prayer events and worship events on a secular campus. It's um, amazing. And, and frankly, that's that's what our expectation is of all of our graduates, that wherever they go, they will be influencers for the kingdom of God and for his principles. We've heard from two graduates from Arizona Christian University, as well as the president of Arizona Christian University, and how they, their whole curriculum, no matter what the, gra- what, what the program, these undergraduate programs these kids are graduating with, that they understand and can live out I work for him each and every day. President Lynn Munsell, here's the deal. I want to give you a free minute to just plug Arizona Christian University. Why should our listeners send their their kids, their grandkids, or their great-grandkids to Arizona Christian University? I'm already sold. I'm like figuring out ways I could send them. I got two teenage grandkids, how I could get them there already. But talk to me. Well, absolutely. Uh, And Jim, it's because we're in a clash of civilizations. There's a battle of ideas going on, and it's a real battle. It's a real war. Uh, And for the last, at least the last 60 years, but really even longer than that, universities in our country have been places where Christian students would go and essentially have their faith driven out of them, Uh, and and they would ultimately... um, become hostile to God, become hostile to the country, become hostile to the values of Western civilization that are based on biblical truth. And frankly, Jim, we need an antidote. We need universities like ACU that are strategically and intentionally preparing Christians to go into um, the cultural battlefield and to be influencers for the kingdom of God. And so that's what we are about um, and we have degree programs in every area of influence, and some of them we haven't talked about, but we have you know, media, journalism, uh, the business uh, world. We, we need Christian business leaders, um, certainly full-time ministry, um, the arts. Uh, oh, wait a minute, wait a minute. Aren't all those things you're talking about? All those things are full-time Christian ministries, aren't they? Yeah, they, okay, they are, just, and that's okay. the mindset that we, all of them, uh, all of these areas, all these vocations, we take the the approach with our students that you as a follower of Christ are already in full-time ministry, and your vocation is a part of that. 
Um, so it's a holistic approach. But um, I, you know, I'm excited for you to hear from Josiah Friedman, who is was really a, a one of the first students I was actually personally involved in recruiting to ACU. When a lot of the things that we're talking about that ACU is doing today were really just a vision because I had just become president of the school and we were sort of reshifting and right. reorienting a traditional Bible college <clears throat> into a Christian liberal arts university with, with majors in areas like political science that it didn't have and communication that it didn't have before. And Josiah is someone who God laid on his heart before he came to ACU, a passion for the sanctity of human life. And of course that was the, the pro-life issue is the reason I went to law school, and, I, and I've battled in it for three decades in the policy level. But God did something really unique with the call for Josiah, and will always be grateful that in faith he came to ACU, uh, and, and, uh, and, and hopefully the experience that he had at ACU helped launch him to the next phase of, of his well, career. Let's, let's find out. Josiah Freeman, welcome to I Work For Him. Thanks for having me. All right, so talk to us. What kind of a, a, a undergraduate degree did you get from Arizona Christian University? Yeah, so I finished in 2015, and I've studied uh, political science and communication with an emphasis in journalism while I was at ACU. Political science? Wait a minute. There's no place for Christians in politics. C- certainly not. And I would no, just kidding. No, it, there is so much opportunity for uh, for restoration uh, and healing and the common good uh, that comes from Christians being involved in the political arena. And so many people who are vulnerable without them there. And so I, you know, I just uh, I went to ACU knowing that I wanted to be focused on the on the political sphere and and traveled all over the country trying to look. You know, my, my parents. I was the oldest in my family and was the first kid going to college. And we were really concerned about finding the right institution that would have uh, a combination of really high academic standards when it came to political science, but would also have uh, would also have a, a mission, if you will. And so uh, I remember I, I walked into President Munsell's office uh, at the request of my mom, who you know I grew up in Phoenix. She was definitely afraid that I was going to be leaving. Uh, <laughs> and uh, and so just on a hunch, I went in there, and this was, you know, President Munsell was just getting started there. The mission of the school had just begun uh, to change and to look on to the future. And even though there weren't a lot of things there that are there now, I was just captivated by this is going to be a place, an institution that that, you know, it's for students achieving amazing things academically, but it's pushing each and every person that walks through towards their mission, that you could be as a student surrounded by people who believe that you have one, like you're, you're on this world, in this world for a very particular reason, to make a difference, and you've got to be prepared for that. And waking up every morning to go to class with that mission in mind is a really amazing and unique college experience. Wow, how fantastic. So where in your life did you get prompted, or where did you realize that the call in your life was politics? I mean, for you to choose politics as a college degree, when did you get inspired to say, that's somewhere I want to run towards? When I was 16 years old, I I became, you know, I I grew up with a father who was a medical doctor who had always been uh, really passionate about the medical side of, uh, of the life issue. And so I grew up very aware of that. And at 16 years old, I, I got involved and 
began to create this organization that we called uh, we called Voices for the Voiceless, and um, I, you know I was really passionate uh, about seeing a revival like happened in the time of William Wilberforce, the, the guy who's credited with leading the movement to abolish the slave trade in Great Britain. I, I was passionate about seeing that happen here when it comes from the life issue, because I, I'll say this, even though we're so divided as a nation, I see in many of my peers and their views uh, on many different political things from uh, from immigration to guns, that there is somewhere deep in, inside uh, all of us a, a respect and a value for the dignity of human life, even though they even though they might not know where it comes from. And so I've just been really passionate about helping them make that connection on this issue, the issue of abortion and unplanned pregnancy. And so I'd always been passionate about that. And so I I had started this movement, uh, had gotten involved in a lot of different ways, and and went to ACU. And it it was weird. Shortly after I went to ACU, a lot of things uh, changed in my life. Uh, One was my mom sat me down on the couch and told me a story that I'd never heard before about a time when she was growing up in a small town. She was 19 years old, the age I, I was then when she was telling me the story, and she told me about the time she had had, uh, she had, had an abortion, and it drastically changed um, the way I looked at this issue. This became much more about uh, compassion and real people than it was about numbers and justice, which it had been before. And I looked at my community at, at ACU with this this new knowledge and sense of of calling around this issue that I had, and I found people that were ready to <laughs> ready to help me at every step of the way. And so, while in college, I founded a nonprofit which is called Voices for the Voiceless, and is what I do uh, full time today, using storytelling to change the culture, so that one day in the United States we could be in a nation where no one faces unplanned pregnancy alone, and where our culture and our politics and our uh, service organization respect the value and dignity of human life. So this nonprofit, say it again, what's the name of the nonprofit? It's called Voices for the Voiceless. Voices for the Voiceless. Okay, so you're 20, based on my calculations, you're 26, 27, 28 years old today? 26, yeah. 26, so you just have nine years that you can run for the presidency. So, (laughs) I mean, what's your long-term plan? How do you plan on taking this Voice for the Voiceless to a national platform because, I mean, there's a lot of people that, by the mere fact that they find pregnancy to be inconvenient, that they will promote a, a pro-abortion platform versus a pro-life platform. How do you plan on making this relevant to the entirety of culture? And you got a, you got 30 great, seconds. Go ahead. It's a great question. I think it's already relevant. We live in a nation where 400,000 women uh, get abortions specifically because they don't have support. People get abortions for a lot of reasons, but specifically because they don't have it. I think everyone in our community is really passionate about changing it, no matter where they stand. And so we're excited to bring this issue all around the country as we make the case for life and make the case that no one should have to face this alone. And Arizona Christian University was a great place to get started in all this? Absolutely. I, I wouldn't I really wouldn't change a thing. Yeah. I, I love it. Josiah Freeman, I know there's lots more to your story, but thank you for sharing just a little bit of it today on I Work For Him. You've been listening to I Work For Him with your host, Jim Brangenberg. I'm a Christ follower. My workplace is my mission field, but ultimately, I work for him. Thank you for listening to the I Work For Him Power Pod with your hosts, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. 
Want more? Hear the full broadcast at iworkforhim.com. Stay connected and receive power-packed content when you sign up for our blog at iworkforhim.com or follow us on social media at iworkforhim. And finally, if today's message inspired you, please subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast platform. Your review helps launch more workplace missionaries across the nation. That's at iWorkForHim and online, iWorkForHim.com.